morning, everybody. Welcome to Worship Sunday. And uh, we have one goal today, and that is to praise Jesus. That is our one goal. We just want to bless the Lord today. So I invite you just to pray with me, and um, <clears throat> we'll just kind of extend our hearts to him. Jesus, I know uh, probably for many of us just coming in, uh, sometimes it feels like a mad rush to, just to get out the door and get to church. And so this morning, we just want to say, all right, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here, Jesus. I'm here for you. And, um, and we just want to express our love for you. We recognize we don't bring anything to the table, um, that you are the one that gives us everything, that you are the source of life. But the one thing that we can bring and that you invite us to bring is just our love for you. And just that we come as your kids and just say, all right, here I am. Here I am. And I love you. And so that's what we want to do this morning. We just pray that you would use this time however you want. In Jesus' name, amen.
song this morning, and uh, just want to share a short passage of scripture that I kind of, I think kind of sets up what this song is talking about a little bit, and it's in Luke chapter 10. Jesus is visiting some of his good friends that he uh, spent a lot of time with, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. He's at their house, and so I'm just going to read this out of Luke chapter 10. It says, while they were traveling, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by the many tasks, and she came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to give me a hand. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice, and it will not be taken Man, that story is relatable to me. I used to, when I was a kid, I would hear that story and be like, well, obviously you want to be a Mary because Martha's doing all the chores. Um, but man, as I get older, I just recognize this place in me where I, I feel like I often am coming to Jesus feeling like he needs some information about my life. Jesus, don't you see that this is happening and this isn't how it should be? Don't you see that, like, there's all this stuff to be done or there's this difficult situation in my life, and this is what I would like to happen. This is what I want you to do. And I just love his response to Martha, and I think his, his response to me a lot of times is like, wow, you're really anxious and worried about a lot of stuff. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, I am. And in this, in this culture, I mean, hospitality was a huge deal. It still is a big deal for us. Like, you, you wouldn't want to be a lame host when people come over. But in this culture, it's so tied to, you know, having honor and not shaming yourself and your family and your even your village to, to not show hospitality. And then you have somebody like Jesus coming to your house. It could be a little stressful. Like, get the toys in the room and shut the door, you know. And so these, these are the things that she's like, hey, Jesus, this is, this is what needs to happen. And he's like, actually, you're kind of missing the point. That this is an opportunity to just be with me. And so for us this morning, I, I think we have an opportunity to just say, all right, Jesus, I know I've got stuff. There's, there's plenty of stuff I could tell you, but maybe is there something you want to tell me this morning? I've got lots of stuff in my life that I want, want you to do something about, things I want to tell you about, but is there something you want to say to me this morning? We just have an opportunity to say, all right, Whatever you want to say. I'm just going to sit at your feet and listen. So let's sing this next song together. It's called Make Room. This is my surrender. 
share a little story about this next song and how God used it this week. So I was been in kind of a dark spot for the last couple months, just uh, consumed and worried about the future, um, make, making plans that I really thought were God's plans, um, but I had no peace. Um, you know, I'm thinking about retirement and what that's going to look like and will I still have to work? You know, just lots of, lots of unknowns. Um, then, then Monday night this week, I, I sat down to pray. I knew I needed God, but I just, so I sat down to pray and, and, and nothing came to me. I'm sitting there on my couch and I got nothing. And I'm like, Okay, God, I got nothing, but I love you. That's all I had. And then Tuesday morning, I woke up early, which I never wake up early. I'm usually the last one to work. And then I got up and, and I sat in our hot tub, which is pretty normal for somebody my age that has lots of aches and pains. Um, and, and I'm just sitting there and this chorus to this next song just came to my head. The song is Fountains, and I don't even like this song. <laughs> and, and in the chorus, it goes like this. It says, I have tasted life. Nothing satisfies like you. And that's, that's the first part of the chorus, and that's the only part that was in my head, and I just started singing that over and over, probably 10, 15 minutes. And, and there's there was suddenly just this peace. I just felt God's peace like I haven't for months. And, and I got out, and by this time, my, my wife's awake, and, and I shared what happened with her, and I played the song for her, and, and I'm listening kind of in the kitchen, and I just break down. I'm singing along, and, and I just broke. And you know, it's kind of amazing how worship can work. You know, some of us maybe don't even want to be here today. You know, it's like, this isn't normal. I want to hear something from Chad. No. <laughs> but, but worship has a way of coming in the back door. It, and like for me this week, I didn't, it wasn't even expecting it. It wasn't planned. Um, God just put these words from this song in my head and and I just want to encourage you that even if you don't want to be here today God wants you here and and he will bless you thanks so I've known Dave for 13 years um, and 
His story does not surprise me because I know him to be a man who has crossed over from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of God. And so the fact that he wrestled through that and is humble, humble in his marriage as he shares things and sits and just says, Lord, here's where I'm at. This is difficult, but this is all I got. And that God can reach him and meet him. He's crossed over. And so we, there's one celebrity in the room today. There's one celebrity in the room today. It's Jesus. And he, and we're sitting like this because it's a, it's a visible reminder that he wants a family. And actually he wants his family back is really the story of the Bible. If you want to, if you wanted to sum it up, he wants his family back. Paul is asked, if you ask Paul, what's the gospel? And if you ever wanted to know, like, you know, what is it? In 1 Corinthians 15, he says, I want to make clear to you, brothers and sisters, the gospel. I wanted you to, to hear it. The gospel I preached to you, which you received, and on which you have taken your stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold to the message I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. So it's clear from the beginning, it's, it's a serious deal. He's not just throwing stuff around. He's not saying, yeah, as long as you went forward that one time and you're living like hell now, it's okay. He's not saying that. He's like, as long as you remain, as long as you're still standing on this ground. He says, I passed on to you as most important, as most important what I also received, that Christ died for our sins. Somebody asks you, what's the gospel? It's that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, not a random plan, but a plan that the Bible tells us was there before the foundation of the world. The lamb slain before the foundation of the world. That Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter, and then to the 12, and then to over 500 brothers and sisters at one time. Most of them are still alive. And this is when he was writing people who had witnessed Jesus face to face, you could actually meet somebody and they would say, yeah, yeah, I saw him. Really tell me what that was like. And then he says, and some of them have fallen asleep, which is Bible code for they died. But if you know Jesus, you, you're alive in him. And then he says this, he says, last of all, he appeared as to somebody that was born at the wrong time, me. And Paul didn't get to see Jesus face to face in the flesh. He experienced him on the road to Damascus. But he, I love that verse because it kind of, it's something that you can grab onto today. I wasn't there. I didn't get to see him face to face. And so I was born at the wrong time, wasn't I? The Lord's like, no, where you are now, where you're sitting today is intentional for you to reach for him. And so we're, we're going to move into a time of communion, which you'll see behind you, these tables with the lights on them. It's going to be a little different today. Um, and I'm going to pray and I'm going to give you an opportunity because you may have never been at the Lord's table and you may have one foot in the world of still trying to accomplish your own satisfaction and salvation and one almost 
in the kingdom of the Son of God. And I just want to give you an opportunity. I'm going to pray. And if it's something that God's doing, um, I encourage you to do it because what we're going to do is we're going to go to the table and want you to grow and go in groups of two or three, maybe five or six, go as a family. But as a family, as soon as you get up to go as a family, I want you to look around and go, where's a single person that we can grab? Where's somebody who's sitting by themselves? Hey, come with us. Somebody who is a, a faithful saint, one of our seniors who maybe has lost a spouse or who's been single their whole life and faithful to Jesus, say, hey, would you come with us? We are family. And you're gonna go to that table and the, it's gonna be different. Reminder, there are two cups. They're stacked on top of each other if, you've, if it's your first time. But they're gonna hand you this and say, this is the body of Jesus broken for you. This is the blood of Jesus shed for you. And I want you to take it and hold it. You wait till everybody in your group gets that. You think you reflect on what he's done for you. Then you guys take it together. But just the realization that there maybe are some that have not done it and this needs to be their first time. And so I wanna pray. And uh, if the Lord is moving in your heart, I encourage you to pray with me. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that uh, your word says, Lord, this next song, Psalm 87 says, they will sing together, all my fountains are in you. And God, that is a, a statement of faith. And uh, Lord, I, I just wanna pray right now. And if, if you are sensing God calling you today, same way that Dave recognized his voice because he knows him, maybe you're hearing him today say, this is the moment. Just say these words in your heart, believe them in your heart, take that step. Lord, I need you. Lord, I have tried every other way to be satisfied. And I need you today. I wanna find hope and life in you, Jesus. I accept and surrender to and bow my knee and repent, which is just to say, I'm turning from me to you, turning from all other gods, turning to you as the one true God. And I say, I accept your life, your death, your resurrection, your ascension as King and your soon return to make all things new. Lord, I surrender give you my heart. I give you my life. I want my fountains to be found in you. Amen. If that's you this morning, God was moving in your heart. I encourage you as you go up to the table. And this was really cool. I heard from some of our servers. We had several people for service who came up to the table and they're like, Hey, it's my first time just saying yes to Jesus. And so I want, if that's you, go up, go with a group. And even if it feels awkward, like uh, Daniel was kind of mentioning earlier, it is, it's kind of weird, but this is us being the body together. There's, it is symbolic, but I also think it is a statement in the spirit and in the unseen realm. When you step up to that table and you say, I am here to remember the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, and I'm here to declare that he's my king, and that's why I'm coming to the table. I think there are powers in the unseen realm that say, Wah! that makes us so angry. 
it's a it is a faith statement it is doing warfare honestly because you are declaring allegiance to jesus so we're gonna sing together encourage you to sing out and anytime during this song just pop up head back to one of the tables uh, and they will serve you
stop it there. <laughs> yep.
So I just want to invite you guys to, um, at, you know, one of the unique things that we have uh, in a service like this is the opportunity to pray for one another. And we try to just create space. Um, and again, we just wanted this to be an experience of being part of the family of God. And the reason that we believe in prayer is not because we have these perfect words to say that somehow, you know, if you just pray the right way or it's, it's not about that. That's why I invite my kids to pray about stuff that's going on in our lives all the time. It's not because they have the most eloquent prayers. A lot of times it's like, Jesus, help, you know, mom's headache feel better, or things like that. And they don't have to have all the words. They don't have to know what's going on medically to be able to ask Jesus for help because we don't depend on ourselves and our eloquence, our ability. Uh, it's, it's the one that we pray to. That's the power of our prayers. And so we all have that. All of us who are in Christ have that connection with our Heavenly Father that we can ask. And, um, and so anyway, I know that it takes some guts to pray for somebody or to receive prayer takes a little bit of humility to admit where there's a place of need in our lives. Um, but man, I'll just tell you, there is an experience, there's a very real experience of God's grace and his joy and his peace when we learn how to bear our burdens together in prayer. And so, and also, I, I just feel like if we don't do it here, like, well, this is church. <laughs> if we don't do it here, where else are we going to do it? You know, we're not, we're certainly not going to do it out there. So just, it's just an invitation for you this morning. Um, maybe, some, again, somebody who you're here with, it's a family member or somebody that you got uh, grabbed communion with or somebody sitting next to you, just say, hey, this is, this is going on. This is difficult in my life. I think we all have places in our life that, in that, like we sang in that last song, where it's like, in faith, I'm trying to trust God. I don't see you working. I want to trust that you are. I don't know how this is going to work out. This is really hard right now. And... Um, and so just to bring that up and to pray for one another, maybe God will highlight somebody for you in the room and you would just go over to them and just say, hey, can I pray for you? And just pray some encouragement into their life. So that's just an invitation uh, as we continue to sing.
Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand when everything around me is shaking. I've never been more glad. I put my faith in Jesus. He's never. Faithful in every season.
thank you that you are that firm foundation we can build our lives on and um, everything else will fail us everything else is temporary except you you are eternal and um, and you offer us eternal life with you and I thank you just for what happens when we begin to understand that and man it's a long process of sanctification day by day but as we begin to just realize that more and more just how everything we need has been taken care of in you that we have found the source of life and that we have been so incredibly well loved by you that just begins to naturally overflow out of our lives and rather than being self-focused we find ourselves actually starting to think about other people around us and care about them and and um and so I just pray that you would continue just taking us through that process, making us more like you, um, to see the people around us who you love, and um, especially those who don't know you, that we would <clears throat> just engage with what your Holy Spirit is already doing. Um, you have commissioned every one of us who is a follower of Jesus to go make disciples, and, um, and we are being sent out even this week into lots of different kind of circumstances. We're going to different schools and workplaces and homes and families and friends and different relationships. And we just uh, thank you that uh, even though often we overcomplicate it and overthink it, we thank you that we have everything that we need by your Holy Spirit to do what you're asking us to do. And I just pray that we would just be simple enough to be used by you and be childlike enough to be used by you just in maybe ways that seem small and insignificant, but that people would see the life of Jesus coming out of us in the way that we in the way that we act, in the way that we talk, that people would feel uh, your presence as we carry it around with us by your Holy Spirit. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, just before you, uh, as you walk out, these are there um, just to let you know what's happening here at PV this week. Um, stuff that's coming up. Uh, potluck is coming up in a couple of weeks, so get that in your head and start thinking about the yummy food you're going to bring. Um, we have a new app and website kind of rolling out. The app, one of the reasons we did that is because they were raising the price on us way too much. And so we found a new one, and it's better, um, but that means we need to help your help a little bit, especially with giving and things like that. So check that out. It's it's actually a lot more helpful of an app to use uh, as far as connection and things like that. Um, Mother Son Carnival is coming up on March 24th. Super fun. So moms and your boys, get out there. And uh, last two things. One, thank you so much for worshiping by pursuing Jesus and letting him have all of you. And one of the ways that happens is that you have a conversation with him about your resources, your finances. And sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes he'll say, here is a place I want you to participate and invest in the kingdom of God. And so some of you do that here at Pleasant Valley. We're super thankful. You can see up there, we're on the nose. And so when we're on the nose, I'm like, awesome, Lord, just keep the nose there. That's great. Um, Very thankful. And so, but it is an act of worship. Um, I don't know if you knew that about your walk with Jesus, but One thing that's clear in scriptures is that God is a giving God, and so we are generous people. And so I encourage you to lean to that. Last one is, uh, I don't know if you noticed too, the uh, when 
when the sound system stuff started happening. Uh, and I'm not like, you know, I don't know how all this works, but it was exactly when I shared the gospel and exactly when I said, stand up and go and make a declaration in the spirit that you belong to him. And so I'm not the kind of person that's like, oh my gosh, there's a demon behind that cord. But I am learning that this isn't just an intellectual exercise, guys. This isn't just you working through your thoughts and going, oh, that kind of sounds logical. And you know, when I do, I die, I really would like to go to heaven and that'd be cool. Okay, I'm thinking through and yeah, okay, fine. It's a, it is a supernatural, and Paul says it in one of his books. <laughs> The Bible, our struggle, it's, you can always say, just, the, you know, somewhere in there, uh, the book of hesitations. Um, just kidding. He says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Our struggle is not here. It's not, like, if I could just think hard enough about this and process and weigh the options, the Lord says, there is a fight for you, for your life. And there are powers and our our struggle's not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and principalities. And you're like, whoa, that's not what I'm used to talking about. But it is, it's a real thing. And so this last one, we just say kind of, what's your Jesus story? It's, it's our way of recognizing that you, uh, I was talking with Mason beforehand. We were talking about just how people grow. And I'm 51 years old. And you know how many thousand plus moments and conversations and times with Jesus that I have, have gone into me believing what I believe today? So many, so many. So it takes time, your story, we wanna help you. And that may be a spiritual growth advisor, that may be a small group, it could just be one conversation, but we have resources, we have people, that's why we're a church, it's what we do. And so I encourage you to take a risk, take a step. Amen? Awesome, well bless you guys, thank you for coming. Isn't Jesus good? Amen. See ya.